0: You are listening to Pastor Helen Young of Grace Worship Center here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Join in as she ministers the Word of God, which is a stranger in our midst. You will be blessed and enlightened. Good morning. God is amazing. Amen. To mm-hmm. me, so worthy of all of our praise. We need to give Him that praise and worship, and let him know that he is a good God. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 10. I'm going to start reading at verse number 17 and 18 and 19. And it says in 17, he says, For the Lord your God is God of gods, and Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and terrible, which regardeth not persons, nor tooketh rewards. Verse 18 says, He does execute the judgment of the fatherless and widows, and he loves the stranger in giving him food and raiment. And raiment. Verse 19 says, love ye therefore the strangers, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about the stranger in the midst. Amen. Amen. Say with me, the stranger in the midst. Amen. The Bible tells us that God is not a of person. So what does that mean? He does not treat one better than than the other. He does not. Even though there are us, uh, many of us, many of you and everybody that we all have gifts from God. Everybody does. He doesn't say, well, I'm going to give this one a gift and not give that one a gift. He doesn't do that. Everybody has gifts from God. Gifts and abilities and talents. And all of that from God. So when you say he's not a respective person, that means that he's going to give everybody a gift. Now, some have more gifts so it appear than others. But whatever God gives to you, you must use it for the glory of the Lord. So we're going to talk about the stranger in the midst. So the stranger that is among us. When you begin to look at the word stranger, it means a a person living out of his own country. And what I did was look at that word stranger there in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 10, verse number 19. It means that that stranger is someone who don't live there and they're just in a new place. Amen? Mm-hmm. So he said that you must always remember that you were a stranger in the land of Egypt. Why? Do you remember when God began to talk about his people, they were in Egypt? That was a strange thing. They shouldn't have been slaves, mm-hmm. even though we were slaves of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But it's a little different. That means we do his His work, his, his will. But God always tells. us, remember when you were in a foreign land and people were ruling over you and things like that, he said, I want you to remember and be kind and generous to them. When I began to think about strangers, such as a person living out of his own country, Webster's dictionary says someone who you don't know or have not met yet, those strangers. When you go to a job, you are a stranger right there in the midst of those people because you're there and you don't know everything about them, and you're hoping that as a person working on a new job that somebody would be kind to you. So we're going to remember the stranger in the midst because we were one-time strangers in an unfamiliar place. And Leviticus 19, verse number 33, it says, And if a stranger sojourns with thee in your land, <laughs> excuse it, you shall not vex him. Meaning that you shouldn't put him to a hard test. You shouldn't give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Because in this walk of salvation, you're going to meet different people. People are going to come inside of our church. Yes, they will. Mm-hmm. And when they come in, right. they are strange to our what? Uh, our assembly. Mm-hmm. But you cannot look down on them. You can't talk about them right. because they are not where you are. Right. Remember the strangers in the midst of us because people are coming in to our sanctuary. And I want to want everybody here to know that you are loved. You're welcome here. But that doesn't mean that we that are here want to look down on them. We don't want to. You know, one thing that I love about working for the Lord is going out on the streets and when you go out and on the streets to witness there are those that look good talk good but really need a change in their life there are those that don't look so good, but they've got a lot going on for them because of their upbringing, their background and history, but part time fell on them, and they're there. But once we bring them into the house of the Lord, remember, we used to have a bad attitude as well. And because maybe their clothing is not quite like ours. They got to get there. We're talking about the strangers that are in our midst, even on our job, that are not doing the things or living the kind of life that we would like for them to live. I'm not trying to judge them. That's not where I'm going. But so many times there are people that really decided to give their heart to the Lord. That's all they have is their attitude, and it's kind of messed up. But they've decided to change the road that they are traveling on. The people in Ghana have sometimes have a bad attitude to abuse them or mistreat them because, of whatever reason, no. We're to get them to that next level in their lives. They're a stranger in the midst of us who is looking for something to hold on to. And they heard about this man, Jesus. And they've come to check him out. Let us not be a respective person. Amen? Amen. Amen. Remember that we shouldn't vex them or give them hard things or things that we don't want to do, you know, just because we think we got it going on. Those that are in management, I just want to deal with you in this area. As people come in and working at your company... They have gifts and talents too. We have to get them to, as I said, that next level. And when they come in, just so high, you know, try to be high minded or bougie and you don't want to have anything to do with them. Remember, you are cultivating a gemstone for the Lord. Don't be so hard on them. You know, Paul talks about those that were back then in the days, they were uh, masters and they had slaves. And he was telling them, you know, saying now that you didn't follow the Lord God and your boss is, is still out there. You cannot misabuse him and feel like you don't have to do the work because you're a Christian and, and your boss is not. This, that's why he talks about it in his word, you masters, remember, Amen. you have a savior too. And because you have guided the Lord, don't just be mean and hard on him. Let me show you an example of the stranger in the midst of it. All right? You all know the story in the book of Acts, where Paul and Silas, hallelujah, they were going through the town, and the store owner has what? He's making those idols, and this person that he had was, hey, to read the minds and read the stories and all of that, and was making a business and everything, and she kept running up to him and saying, these men are men of God. Well, Jesus don't need the devil talking about him, Amen. you know. It's for the wrong thing. Right. So the thing of it is, it's just Paul cast that demon out that one, but it's the demon of divination, you know. Right. Star watchers and things like that. So Paul and Silas get into prison. And we always look at that story and say, yeah, right at midnight they prayed. But I'm looking at the stranger in the midst of them. In the midst of Paul and Silas in prison, what happens is this. They're in the lowest parts of it. But Paul and Silas did not talk about the prisoners You in here for this crime and that like that. They began to take a stance on their faith, and they began to sing to the Lord. We're talking about the stranger in the midst. Even though they were there in the center of that, there were people who still had a heart for the Lord, but they had to cultivate that. So how do you do that? In your problem, in your situation, begin to worship, begin to praise God. What you are. But so what happened was this. The stranger in the midst of what was going on was the jailer. Oh, listen, look that. at this. Look at it from a different point of the song in the midnight hour. That all happened. But there was somebody in the midst of what Paul and Solace was, someone there. saying those colorful metaphors, you know, those wrong type of words. The world will say seller words. But the thing about it is, in the midst of the stranger, whose heart was right because he knew the real deal. He knew that they were talking about a man named Jesus. Got put in jail because of a good work then seen the miracle of a building shaking where the one next to you did not move And that the shaking and moving of God brought about deliverance for everybody. But in that deliverance, there was a stranger called the jailer who took Paul and Silas, bandaged their wounds, took them to the house. And guess what happened? The stranger in the midst was saved and not only he, but his whole household. The stranger in the midst. How we treat God, people is so important. Amen. So many people in the religious world want to say, because you do not speak in tongues, because you were not baptized in the name of Jesus, they want to put into another category that says that my life is better because I do that. Let me tell you this. God is not a respecter of person. He looks at our hearts. He judges the intent of our thoughts and our minds. He knows knows that. But there are people in there, they may not speak in tongues, but yet still, they are still saved. They, does not have, they do not have that closer relationship that you would want them to have where Jesus is truly their personal Lord and Savior, but they are still God's children. The stranger is ready to produce a harvest, and you're seeing it. In Exodus chapter 22, verse 21, it says, Thou shalt not vex a stranger nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Why is God saying that? He says, You must remember from where you came. Because there are people that have to come to the Lord. And don't get into a place where you're better than them. You know, it really does something to me when I say Christians want to judge that. And they say, well, you go to that church of uh, 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 this or you are uh, of um, this non denominational and all of that. I said, hold up, hold up. God has true Christians in every place. What he does is look for hearts of people. Because we, once, we were once out of. it looks bad to others. He just needs to know a little more about Jesus. Have you ever gone to a place and you see somebody with a tattoo and they have tattoos from the neck down and then you want to judge them? I know I'm getting on some of you now. I think we need to stop it. A lot of things people of God have done before Christ right. you know some of them got got tattoos and, and did things that before Christ, but something happened to their heart and then once they come inside of the church, we all we want to do is do the lookloos and talk about them, and they came for a heart change, so what i 'm saying, the stranger in your midst. Don't fix them. Don't put them down. Love them is the key. Love them so that they can get the life-changing medicine yeah. that they need to go on. Yeah. A lot of things, it, it looks good, but it's not good. A lot of mushrooms look good, but there is a mushroom that is not good. So what I'm saying, there are people that, that are going to come inside of our life that uh, whether it's on the workplace or whether it's at the park or the zoo, whether or not it's at the grocery store. Don't get to condemning them. Mm-hmm. Begin to be an example of the word that God has changed us. He's changed us where we used to do all of that and we don't. And we were killing ourselves. So when you see somebody like that, be a little kinder to them. Amen. Let them know that Jesus is Lord. He's about them. The old people used to say you can win a lot by honey instead of by vinegar. Which means that let the words that comes out of our mouths be words to uplift and not to condemn. Amen. In the book of Luke, chapter six, verse thirty five through thirty six. <laughs> It says, But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your father also is merciful. Look at this. What he's saying to us is just this. Let's let's, let's go back to it. In the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 35 and 36. Love your enemies. It's a hard thing or a challenge to somebody to say, well, I can't love them. God understands. But you'll never know the power of that love to love them if you don't ever put it into practice. Then you say, That's an impossible. I can't love them, and you just don't know what to do. Sure, I may not know, but God knows this. Mm-hmm. Forgive them and love them. Speak it. Speak it out loud so that your ears can hear what your mouth is saying, so they can go inside of you. So would you say, Well, what do you mean? <clears throat> Begin to bless your enemies. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, that they would be the man or woman of God that you've called them to be, Oh God. Mm -hmm. Allow your saints to come across the path and water them. How do you water? They are a plant growing. But if they get the right water, they will grow and produce a harvest. In Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 29. I want us to look at that for just a moment. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. Look at that for, for just a moment. And what it says? And behold, a certain what lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? with kindness. Let's look at the rest of this. What Jesus said to him was so amazing to me. He says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How read it thou? You know, he didn't condemn him. He told him, have you read? And then what did it say? He's a lawyer. He's supposed to have, you know, a little more knowledge. And he answering and said, he said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with thy what what is it? with what? their strength and what is it? with all thy mind and thy neighbor and thyself. Look at what Jesus said in twenty he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. He says, What shall I do to inherit eternal life?' Jesus says to him, what he told him in verse, what the man said, Jesus turned around and says, you've answered that right. Now, go do this. And you should live. What is that all about? Quit being a hearer, but be a hearer and a doer. And he's talking about eternal life. I am just amazed at what Look at verse 30. And Jesus answering and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among what? Thieves. What else? Which which stripped him of his what? raiment And wounded him and departed, leaving him what? Half dead. And Jesus goes on as this saying about the different ones that what? Came by. So what are you saying of that? Some just looked at him from afar and judged him. They just didn't have the time. And then Jesus come back and said, who was the good person? Who was the neighbor to them? The man that what? Bandaged him up. Come on, put bandage on him. Took him to the inn and said, look, I'm on a journey. He said, but take care of him. When I come back. I'll pay the rest. He was a man of integrity. Man. He didn't judge the man because of this. And he didn't look at himself and say, I am too good to help somebody else. We must begin to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. do good to those who talk about us. You have to learn the principle of what God is saying. You want eternal life. It goes far beyond just going to church. It goes far beyond just reading the Bible. If you go to church and read the Bible book, don't have a relationship with him, you won't be able to love somebody else because you really don't love the person that you would. We're talking about Jesus. Oh, you won't love from Jesus, but you don't want to spend time with him. But I read the Bible. That's right. You can go home to your spouse. You say you're in marriage to him. And you can look at him and say, hey, let's read a good book together. Let's read uh, the newspaper together. Let's watch a good movie together. But you don't spend quality time. What's going to happen to that relationship? You'll find that it will what? Wither away. Somebody will step out. So, what it is, is this God says, look, the man, the, the Samaritan, that went there and took care of them, he was more of a neighbor than any other. of I them. Mean, he had the priests the Godly people all going over there. So what God's trying to say, remember where you came from. Amen. Remember there are strangers Amen. in your midst of this who are just like you. Amen. And I have to go back to a previous statement. You may not have done the drugs nor the alcohol. You maybe didn't walk the streets, but your heart was not right. You had a hard time dealing with your mom and dad. When a man looks on a woman, he's already to lust. He's already committed to act. You say, but I didn't do that. It's your heart. The Bible even talks about where your heart is, your treasures will be there also. So what we're saying, there are strangers that are coming in, and some of us want to look down at them because this or that. No, no. Had it not been for the grace of God, there would be me as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. Look at this in the book of Luke, chapter eight, seventeen, rather, verse number eighteen. Look at this, Luke seventeen, verse number eighteen. I just love the way the Lord does things. And Jesus made a statement. He says, "There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this strange, this stranger." Mm-hmm. Look at this. So, what are we talking about there? This is a parable about the ten lepers that came. And um, the thing of it is, is that there they came, and Jesus spoke a word to them, and he wasn't even right there in front of them. He spoke a word to them all from a distance. And verse number 12, let me read that to you. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him, what, ten men, there were lepers which stood, what, afar off. Because they saw Jesus. They stood afar off, all right? So what happens? And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14, and when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Listen at this. They were lepers, and you know the story about leprosy and you couldn't be in the city And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back with a, what? a loud voice, do what in verse number 15, and glorified God. Amen. Verse 16 says this. He said, and fell down on his face. Where? Oh, look at what I'm saying. They were afar off. Jesus gave him a word. Go show yourself to the priest. As they were going, they got healed. All 10 of them. One saw that he was healed. He comes back. He was a stranger. He wasn't with the disciples or the followers of Jesus. He saw his healing. He comes back and falls at the feet of Jesus. He falls at the feet of Jesus. In verse 16, he says, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving who? giving him thanks, and he was a what? A Samaritan. A Samaritan was a mixture, and they were, un- they weren't the good people. Nobody with the Jews didn't want to hang around them. Gentiles didn't want to hang around the Samaritan either, because they had, you to another race, and they call them Samaritan because it means mixture. Mm. And Jesus answering and saying, we're not ten cleansed, but there are the nine. There are not found that return to give glory to God, saying this, what? Stranger. Jesus could have had a attitude. I said, oh no, you're not, you're not one of us. You're not one of this or that. You're unclean. What did you do to get all of this? He didn't. But when the man realized that Jesus had given him healing, he came back. Amen. Jesus is always telling us, Remember, you used to be unclean. You have mercy. Just like I had mercy, you have mercy. Amen? Amen. God is always doing a great thing and in our lives and changing us, he's giving us words of encouragement. He is providing us because he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And he gives us different things that we've asked for. And, you know, we forget to give him the thanks as if Him the praise. And a lot of times they forget to share the good news of the blessings of God. Isn't this, it is really amazing. God does something for us, but we don't ever go back to tell God things. The stranger did, but we don't even want to help somebody else there. Have Have you ever known this? Uh, I I I I'm, I'm talking about us as people of God today to get out of our, our, our mind, get out of the mindset that now that we're saved, I don't have to go back. I want us to be in a mindset of God has saved me, delivered me. Now I need to share that with others so that they can be brought in. Amen? Amen. Amen. In Galatians chapter 6, verse number 10, go over there with me, Galatians chapter 6, verse number 10. Listen to what it says. As We have, therefore, opportunity. Let us do good unto all men. What else does that say? Especially uh, to them who are the household of faith. That's what I'm saying. He said you need to do good. We've already that you need to love your enemies and do good to those that, you know, despitefully misuse you, things like that. But he says do good to all men, and, and especially in the household of faith. When we are in our church, and we are like believers, be kind to one another yeah. If there's somebody in your congregation, and even here in mine, you know they couples and they have kids, give them a night out, yeah. keep the kids one day for them. let them have a date night mm-hmm. but we don't we don't want to do that. That's just one of those small things. He said, Do good to all men, especially that. Why can't we be kind? Why are we tearing down and talking about them because of this and that? Amen. Don't do that. Amen. Don't do that. Begin to show love to Amen. those that are within a household of faith. Amen? Amen. In James chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Listen to what it says. If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily bread, Mm -hmm. and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. Mm -hmm. What does it profit? So what is he saying there? You see something's wrong with your brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are all of a job because of a situation happened, why don't we just take a bag of groceries there? Mm-hmm. Maybe they've lost because of the tornadoes and uh, different things, and you have a bag of clothes that's good condition, and you know that kids need something. Why don't you take it over there? Or maybe they don't have uh, uh, been hurt because of uh, a damage. You see, your daughter is outbrawing their things and they got a little girl coming up. I want you to share some of those things. Do good to all men, especially in the household of faith. Amen? Amen. 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 Some of the older ones, you know, they're having a hard time getting on. Why don't you just bake them a cake? Bake them some cookies. And just take them over there. Amen? Amen. In the book of 1 John, go there with me. Chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, 1 John 3, verse 17 and 18, it says, But whoso hath his world's good, and sees his brother have need, and shuts up his balls of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him, the stranger in our midst. We used to be like that sometimes, that we need something. But we as Christians, what it says, verse number 18, it says, my little children, let us Advertising and everything. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. And I got that. They just last went through a couple of grandkids. And uh, it was just something. You know, But I felt pretty good. I said, thank you, God. Somebody, you know, somebody give it to me. Do you know that if you give blessings, you're going to receive blessings? If you give evil things, you're going to reap the evil things back. Oh. But First John three seventeen and eighteen says, but whoso has his world's good and sees his brother have need and shuts up his ball of compassion from him, how dwell the love of God in him? Amen. I so mean, if you're wealthy and rich and you see somebody a little less fortunate, gives. Even in the book of Acts, it talks about the, the uh, uh, in the beginning when the gospel was going out, it said that everybody had all things in common. They brought all things and. Burst it out so that nobody had more than anything. But the thing is, it does not mean to just give all of yours away, but it means to share some. Amen? Amen? In Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to look at what Jesus is saying. In verse number 34, look at what it says. It says, but I'm saying to you, uh... But I said, to you swear not at all, neither by heaven, face God's throne. But what I, what I want to get back at is this: people came to Jesus and said, "When did I see you naked and hungry?" Right. And he says, "When they said, but we never saw that.'" He says, "Those who were in prison, or what else?" Those that were shut up. He said, when you fed them and clothed them, what happens to you? He says, when you did that, you were doing it unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And as I close, I want to leave one thing with you. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse number 2, look at this for me. It says, be not forgetful. To entertain strangers for that by some have entertained angels unaware of it yeah. you never know who you are blessing yeah. it could be a physical angel it could be a natural one but you'll never know who you're helping when you begin to treat everybody fairly and to do good I remember on a trip that I had done to minister in Ohio, and I uh, drove along, uh, taking uh, a lady and her daughter with me, and I went there to minister, then we were gone for several days, and I was driving back, and um, uh, almost had a flat, but I pulled it to the service station, and I needed to my tire because it had a big old bubble in it. I had asked one gentleman at the pump, uh, you know, once he filled, filled his car with gas, if he would help me to change my flat. He said yes, but he went in the store and came out and got in his vehicle and drove by. It was very, 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 very hot outside, but I know how to uh, change the flat, so I said okay. I can do this. So I had uh, got the jack out and uh, tried to get the lug nuts off of it. And I see this truck. This guy comes and he drove in front of me, and came and pulled uh and parked, and he jumps out with his jacket in his hand, and he came up to me. And he said, um, how are you going to get those those little lug nuts off of it? I said, uh Oh, I'll get it I'm up. There. So he says, you know, it's really hot up here. I said, yes, yes, uh-huh. And uh, he would just change him. He didn't ask me could I have to. He didn't at all. He just began to change my tire. And um, he says, you just bought this tire. I said, I sure did. He said, well, tomorrow I want you to take this tire back and then replace it for you. And I was amazed that this man, Changed my flat, then gave me a word uh, uh, about my tire. And then he told me, he says, now, he says, when you drive back, he says, uh," you'll make it safely back to Oklahoma. He said, but keep your speed down under 60. He's going to do 60. So I said, well, the lady that went with me, she loved to put the pedal to the metal, you know. Well, anyway, I said, no, I'm going to drive back. You know, because I can keep that. So anyway, uh, I picked the old tire up, and I was putting it back, and I was going to the truck of my car, and I was getting ready to get my purse. I wanted to get him something. But I saw the man go and get inside of his truck, and I was going to catch him before he drove off. And the man backed out and disappeared. The truck, the man disappeared right before my eyes. So I turned to the ladies, and we were just looking. I said, where did he go? There's no way for him to get out of that service station except to come back in front of me. The truck disappeared. He disappeared. We had a natural visitation from an angel that came and changed my flat for me. The Bible says, be careful how you entertain strangers. Now, I could have said, I can do it myself. I don't need your help. I'm going to wait to get someone else. He gave me a word, encouraged my heart, and told me I would make it back. Because my thoughts were, you know, I was going to make it back on this little donut tire and everything. But he gave me a word. So you never know who you are helping. Because the Bible says some have entertained strangers. I want you to know that once I got in my car, the talk until we came back uh, uh, to Oklahoma was, that was an angel. A real flesh and blood angel because we talked and everything to walk, but then he disappeared. So all I'm saying is, is do good. Be hearers as well as doers of God's word. Don't think so high-minded of yourself that you don't want to help anybody else. Love your enemies. Do good to those that are talking about you. Begin to speak into their life the things that God will have you to say. Be able to change their life through the power of your words about the Lord and see them increase. Remember, when a came, Paul didn't talk about him and say, "You know, good man, you locked me up. I didn't do anything wrong." The man bandaged his bandages, his bandages, his wounds, and everything. Took him to his home, fed him, and his whole household was saved. The stranger was right there, waiting to have a change in their lives. We asked helpers. Remember what the Bible says over in the book of Revelations. It says, they overcame because of the blood of the Lamb, the word of the testimony. And know that people will change their lives when we begin to speak into theirs. And we'll begin to be doers as well as hearers of God's word. The thing of it is, is that there are strangers that will always come and always be around us. But we must remember We used to be in sin, and now we're the saints. You have just been listening to Pastor Helen Young Mm -hmm. of Grace Worship Center in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, a life-changing fellowship. Thank you for joining us this morning. Be blessed, and remember, God has the best for you. God bless.